This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. They're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about anything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird, Truth or Report, with Sean Chris. It's a batch of far. Kick his ass, Steve Ash. Wake up! Wake up, up America! Wake the fuck up! We'll get fucked the fuck up! How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kill the Mockingbird, uh, Truth or Report. It looks like we've been kind of consistent. I think it's like three Sundays in a row. I think we're coming back to uh, try to just say whatever the fuck we want on the airwaves again. That's right. Uh, it's good, though. Like, I, I enjoy it a lot. And I think if we have a consistent time frame and we're hitting that uh, that slot every week, uh, you know, the future is bright from there. What's cool, too, is that even though if we do, like, get sporadic every now and then, that uh, we got it. It goes on the page. And then, you know, if people want to look at it later, they can look at it later. If not, fuck it. Don't look at it. <laughs> For sure. If you get to see it, like I know that. And I've seen that you've been doing the rounds on a few podcasts this week, man. And uh, I listened to a couple of them, or parts of it anyway. And uh, nicely done, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I got a uh, podcast connecting like that. Yeah, you know, like you know, I always uh, preach on here about bridging, building bridges, and that's what I've been trying to do and talking to different people. Uh, You know, the homies uh, at the uh, the woke wizards. Uh, with Graf and them, like, uh, I had been talking to Graf for a little bit and then like I was going to do his and he's like, nah, you got to do the whole, and you know, it was a good time because it's good to talk to other people that may have slightly different ideologies, but like I was telling them on there and they they were, we're all talking about, we all want the same shit though. Like we all have the same goal. Exactly. A lot of, uh, problems people are facing are common problems and kind of break through the divide and conquer narrative and build bridges like you said and honestly it's a uh, it's a cool thing the the internet has uh, definitely gotten away from the elites they thought it would be uh, a sure bet to kind of control us i think but we're kind of using it against them in the best way possible of like networking and sharing information yeah most definitely and and i'm glad the it sounds like the sound works today because you could hear the song yeah. and everything so yep I got some pretty good clips, I think, too. I've got uh, digged up a lot of stuff, you know. There's been a lot going on. I mean, we've seen the mass shootings. I didn't really cover the mass shootings too much because I feel like I, I don't I don't want to speculate on anything or what they are because anything could be anything. I mean, I'm not here to throw out predictions. I just say, like, man, it's just crazy. It's kind of weird. It's uh, 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 something I wouldn't, uh, um, what's it called, uh, expect like it's it seems like we've seen this story before you know what i mean and i kind of started off with uh with the sake uh the good old sake bomb right here um she was talking about like the un and um how the un uh ambassador is to calling she the reporter basically asked her a question comparing what the un ambassador said to what happened uh when uh 
what's his name? Link, not Lincoln. I always call him Lincoln. You know the uh, the dude that when we had that shit in Alaska with China. What's his name? It's not Lincoln. It's uh, there. <laughs> it's their uh, Secretary of State, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, but I can't remember his name. It's it sounds Lincoln, like Lincoln. Isn't it? I know it's it sounds. Oh, Blinken. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Blinken. And then uh, she talks about that, and they compare, like, do you believe that this country is inherently racist? And then they, they she kind of says what she has to say. Here we go. The U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas-Greenfield, talking to a group on Wednesday, said that, white, essentially said that white supremacy is woven into our founding documents and principles. Now, this statement is getting widely criticized as essentially parroting Chinese Communist Party talking points. So is the president going to remove her from her position as the representative before that body to promote United States values? Is the president going to remove an African-American woman with decades of experience in the Foreign Service who is widely respected around the world from her position as ambassador to the U.N.? He is not. He, will t- he is proud to have her in that position. He, she is not only qualified, uh, he believes she is exactly the right person in that role at this moment in time. I have not seen her comments. I will say that there's no question that there has been a history of institutional racism in this country, and that doesn't require the U.N. ambassador to confirm that. That's essentially the same lecture, though, that the Chinese delegation gave Secretary Blinken in Alaska last month. So does the president think our founding documents are racist? Uh, I would say that uh, I will uh, I will leave my comments to speak for themselves, and certainly I think most people recognize the history of systemic racism in our country, uh, and uh, she was speaking to that. I wish it was changed, though. I think it should be called elite supremacy, man. Like, that's a real thing that's been going on for a long time. It's elite supremacy. Is Are they whites a lot? Yeah, sure. I'm not going to deny that, like, or deny this and that. Is there... It's elite supremacy that they're always trying to rally the working class to fight the working class. Do we have differences? Do we have things that sometimes we cross lines personally in our, our day-to-day, either at work or neighborhood? Sure. But the point is that they want us, the working class, to fight against each other constantly. And I'm, I, I'm pretty hopeful because I think I've seen a lot of people... Just you've seen it even on TV. You've seen videos of people going, hey, get the hell out of here. What are you doing here? We don't want you here. Like, you know what I mean? We don't need this. Like people in from those areas that like people are destroying. And and I think people are seeing through some of the divide and conquer. But it's just telling to me for the press tech secretary of the United States of America is basically condemning the country. And I'm like, well, then how do you come back from that? Like, wh- what's your like? I don't understand the point of it. Like. I don't understand, like, if, if I have a broken arm, I want it to heal. I don't want it to continue to be broken. Like, I have to find a way to heal it. So you have to find that solution. Then you're not coming out with any solution to try to bridge that gap. So how are we going to bridge that gap? All we can do is talk. So I'm just going and trying to talk to everybody myself. But I think if we all do that, but we really got to turn off. It seems like I don't see any leader actually going out there and speaking like not just this bullshit unity. I'm talking about, hey, man, that's your neighbor. Hey, that's your uh, 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 butcher. That's your pharmacist. That's your doctor. That's your nurse. Like whatever race they are, culture, whatever. You deal with these people in your community every day. Like, you got to figure that out yourself. You can't, there's no government mandate that is going to stop people from being dicks. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's part of life. So I think that we need to 
stop with this rhetoric. This rhetoric has been pretty negative, and I do think that people are seeing through it. Most definitely, and like uh, this is where a lot of the moderates that uh, were in favor of Biden kind of are getting uh, called out for. You know, they were supporting him, saying that he's not on like on the same page as the far leftists and the wokest, but. Really, uh, with Saki using the same terminology of institutional racism, I would challenge her if I was a journalist or reporter in that room, uh, define institutional racism in its modern sense and give me two to three examples. Because honestly, there's such vague and broad spanning terms that they use it on almost everything just to get the emotional reaction out of it. Because that's what all of this really is, is to trigger uh inherent or past traumas and inflame tensions in the divine and conquer narrative which is being driven on a racial basis yeah like cnn is straight uh is playing um like they made like a little docuseries on an old case like where somebody like took the kkk to like trial right i think it may have been in the 60s i'm not exactly sure when and like you said they're reopening old wounds is there still uh, uh, she's fucked up shit. Yes, and it, definitely. But why can't we just improve that? Like, I don't understand that. Like, I don't know anybody that's against improving any area that's fucked up in America. We're there to try to improve it and raise the quality of life. But instead, we're fighting each other, and it's getting worse. The more we fight, the worse it gets, and the the more uh uh the bucos on our neck. You know what I mean? For say, like the more we have the the cops are are gonna have more jurisdiction. Look at in Canada right now. I'm gonna I got a couple clips of that. Like Canada's going crazy. Like they're letting their cops just pretty much dictate your life. Anything that you want to do, you ha- go through them. Yeah, the Canada situation is dire at the moment. Um I would say uh they are far too polite of a society and they're you know being walked all over by authoritarians. Um at the moment with the new policing laws coming through even a uh, quote-unquote conservative governor of Ontario, I believe, right? Yeah, but I will say there is a lot of people that are standing up that are that, uh, as their stereotype of being, they being so polite, they really are trying to uh, stand up, which is cool. Like, you know, you got a few people out, like not even just a few, but there's a lot more people standing up out there because – it is pure tyranny. It, how can you be claimed to live in a free society when someone is asking you where you're going to go? And they're saying they're not going to pay unemployment benefits anymore through the state. And they're telling people, you know, whether you can or cannot go out for your own livelihood. How are they expecting people to survive? I think the, uh, the thing is they are not, but they're not going to admit to that openly. Well, since we're talking about that situation, here's a couple clips from, I have a couple, like, 18-second clips. Here's uh, the comply clip. I'm wondering about these new police powers to just randomly stop someone walking down the street or to pull over a car. What happens if if a person refuses to answer the police questions? So by issuing these new additional enforcement measures, it allows police officers to ask the person why they are not at their place of residence and what their place of residence is. And specifically to your question, um, if you are not willing to comply, then you are breaking the law. Comply. They just want you to comply. And I think that's the emphasis. That's why I put like named it comply is that that clip is all about you need to comply. That's it. You're breaking the law if you're not doing what they say to do because we changed the rules now.
and they're going for a total governance of every aspect of your life. Exactly. Going going out of your home can get you stopped by the police, and they can ask you what your, you know, what your uh, intentions or your purposes of being outside of the house. It's madness. I mean, the whole lockdowns being tied to you know prison terminology in the way uh, police manage prisons is very apt for the situation that's going on in Canada right now. You know, uh, we. I mean, if you're looking at the numbers of COVID with the whole vaccination scheme, even if you believe that or not, or the efficacy of it or not. Um, numbers are dropping significantly. And the fact of the matter is, why are governments continuing to push even more tyrannical uh, COVID regulations rather than starting to lift back and let you know people have their freedoms? They're never going to release their power. We have to take it back ourselves. Yeah, we have to um, just go along and live life. Like, do what you got to do. Like, I think a lot of people in, um, like, Poor areas, whether you call them like trailer parks or hoods or projects or trap house, trap, whatever you want to call it, ghettos or whatever you want to call it. I think most people like that already kind of know how it is and that's how they have lived. Like you got to, you know what the law is, you know, you can't necessarily beat it, but you can try to avoid it and you can bend the rules. And that's what people have to do. Like, and, and the more we connect and the more of us that do it, the, the, the less they can do because they can't control us all. They can't. That's why they use the manipulation to to divide us because together we'll just be like, nah, fuck that. We ain't doing that. And they're going to be like, all right. <laughs> yep. And it's uh, the fear of it too. You know, they they make these uh, big press conferences about it. You know, they have the police uh, chief of the local area or state or whatever up on the, the stand podium and telling them what the policy is going to be going forward. And, you know, then you'll see the following videos, you know, come out, viral videos of uh, – them executing that and then that's enough to f drive a lot of fear into the rest of the population to actually you know comply unfortunately and that kind of segues me into another clip uh i don't really like not a big fan of this guy but uh because he's a super like he i wouldn't say he's a progressive but he's a old school kind of liberal raw raw democrat person it's bill maher and he even speaks about um what the media is doing right now over the past year, the COVID pandemic has prompted the medical establishment, the media, and the government to take a scared straight approach to getting the public to comply with their recommendations. Well, I'm from a different school. Give it to me straight, Doc. Because <laughs> in the long run, that always works better than you can't handle the truth. Um, Now, I get it. Doctors tell people lies because they don't trust you to finish the antibiotics after your dick starts feeling better. <laughs> and media? Well, I think we all know if it bleeds, it leads. The more, they can, the more they can get you to stay inside and watch their panic porn, the higher the ratings. <laughs> but when all of our sources for medical information, have an agenda to spin us? Yeah, you wind up with a badly misinformed population, including on the left. Liberals often mock the Republican misinformation bubble, which, of course, is very real. Ask anyone who works at Hillary's Pizza Parlor. <laughs> and we do know conservatives have some loopy ideas about COVID, like the third of Republicans who believe it couldn't be spread by someone showing no symptoms. But what about liberals? 
You know, the high information by the science people. In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between 1% and 5%. 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. Another 28% put the chances at 20 to 49%. So almost 70% of Democrats are wildly off on this key question and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID-2 and the mortality rate among children. All of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. So if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial, shouldn't liberal media have to answer for, how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty, for someone like him to say that, I thought it was uh, pretty good. Yeah, he's a pretty mainstream character, so it's interesting to, you know, see him kind of formulate his own opinions. But, um, you know, climate change and now that's a whole nother topic that probably void for today anyway. But I have a couple articles that kind of tie in nicely to the COVID narrative. Um, first one on the, on the table here is uh, Pfizer CEO says third COVID vaccine dose will be needed as soon as six months after someone receives two shots. With annual vaccination vaccinations to follow, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla said during a panel discussion that aired on Thursday that it is likely people will need a third dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. The potential booster shot would be given six to twelve months uh, of someone being fully vaccinated, and he said it's possible that people will be need will need to be immunized against uh, novel coronavirus annually. Pfizer and its German partner, uh, BioNTech, uh, began studying the third dose of their vaccine in late February. So, I mean, for me, this has kind of been, we've been talking about this for a while, but it's clear as day that, if anything, the pharmaceutical companies have got a big corner of the vaccine market um, in their sights and thinking that if it's an annual thing, that's a lot more uh, money in their bank account. Definitely. Definitely. And like like I've said, and like not just me, I didn't think of this, but the whole, this is a great Pfizer marketing scheme. They've attacked uh, Johnson & Johnson and they've attacked Moderna now. And like they're trying to be the lead and the one and only um, candidate to be distributed of the vaccine. And, they, and hopefully it is three. For them, they were like three shots a year is perfect. That's like a... A consistent money flow. After that, that's plenty of money down the line. Exactly. And with the vaccine passports, uh, if they get that off the ground successfully, you know that's going to be uh, used to mandate uh, the re-immunization that they have in mind, which is just more of a reason for people to kind of be hesitant, in my opinion. And I would say spread the, the word of that far and wide. Um, another interesting article from the same source, Daily Mail, uh, America hits the vaccine wall. Thousands of appointments go unfilled as states across the nation warn the hesitancy to get shots threatens to derail rollout. Evidence is showing that the U.S. vaccine rollout is beginning to stall. Supply is now outstripping demand in many states with appointments unfilled. Experts fear vaccine hesitancy will derail attempts to end the pandemic, quote unquote. 
So far, the latest, uh, so far, at least 49% of American adults have received at least one dose. Polls suggest only around 60% are interested in getting a shot right now. This is far below the projected 70, 70 to 80% needed to achieve herd immunity, which was pushed by Fauci, by the way. But I just find it interesting, like, we're, you know, finally hitting that wall where there was a people who really were clamoring for it or maybe were at risk and thought they really needed it. And now it's kind of coming down to the general population. So this is where the uh, rubber meets the road in terms of how viable a vaccine passport will be in the future. And and I want to put a little telling sign Um First, I want to give a shout out to all the like be, just besides this that what we do. You got like what I was on uh, this week. Uh, we got a woke and bake podcast. You know, uh, a woke wizards podcast. But like also, I talk about like no agenda a lot. And also, I gotta say like Tom Woods. I don't know if you guys listen to Tom Woods. He's a libertarian. Uh, my homies uh, showed me him a while ago. Uh, like I think last year. But I mean, he's been on for a long time, and he's like. Uh, Right up my alley, he's a Ron Paul guy, but uh, he has so much great information on all of this COVID stuff, especially when you're trying to show your family members and stuff. He has like one ebook that you could get on TomWoods.com. It's called uh, uh, "The Chart CNN Forgot," and it's great stuff, man. They like it's a free ebook. You don't got to pay for it. You could just download it. So go to uh, TomWoods.com. This ain't. A, I'm just giving him a plug just so you could find this information. It's TomWoods.com. Uh, I ain't getting no money for this, so <laughs> you know what I mean. But it's great info, man. Tom Woods is fucking awesome, man. You should listen to his podcast too. Like he's got great info. Um, but yeah, here's a, a little telling sign into what's going on with some of this uh, influence, uh, celebrities, blue check marks coming out and saying all this stuff, uh, pushing the vaccine. Here's a TikTok influencer, and she speaks about uh, being offered money. Uh, to film herself taking the vaccine. So I'm sure this has been going around to bigger celebrities, and this may be why we're seeing so many celebrities are getting a paycheck for it. ...to debate or anything, but I've just seen, obviously, the vaccine tab and teach their own. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine to each your own. But I did just want to make a little note that I've received two vaccine campaigns paying thousands of dollars to go and get a vaccine or go and get the vaccine and record it and take a selfie while getting the vaccine. Just going to throw that out there. So I'm sure this has happened to plenty other. Uh, uh, and you'll probably get more money depending on how big your stardom is. Most definitely. And how, uh, how much of a following you have and their interactions with your content and stuff. But yeah, I mean, this has been kind of alluded to in various uh, sources I've been following uh, that especially on more than just TikTok even. I mean, it's across Instagram um, and definitely in the Hollywood realms of like, you know, the celebrity elite. Uh, you're seeing lots of that where they're pushing the vaccine hard. And obviously there's, I, I think there's a big amount of money uh, moving hands for that propaganda. Whether oh, or not they're getting the real vaccine, the same thing that the average person like you or I would get uh, is another question entirely. I kind of have my doubts. Yeah, and I just don't understand. Like right now, I think uh, um, uh, they're having some uh, event right now, aren't they? On like, uh, I don't know if it's on Twitter or NBC or it's on TV, something uh, that where they're having Biden, Obama, like uh 
Kamala and a bunch of celebrities there uh, that are going to endorse the that. vaccine. And I think yeah. there's going to be some truthers. Uh, I think that guy Cozy, or I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Crozy or Crozy, that guy from New York, that uh, he's a truther. Uh, he's they're like going to be real timing right now on Twitter, uh, fact check, like telling people the like the warning people about the vaccines, kind of telling them more of the information that they're not going to receive watching that right. program. So that was a pretty good idea. Like, I mean, I just saw it late. I was like, well, we're already doing this. But, like, I thought that was a pretty good idea that they came up with to kind of, like, uh, fight back and give people more information. Because that's what we're trying to say is that we don't have enough information on this. And that they're paid so much money in publicists and marketing, not just Pfizer, but even our own government. They even admitted that we have publicists and we have a marketing department and they're trying to market it to the public and i'm like well why do you have to market something that's good like a good product should just sell itself like i don't understand why you have to do so much tricks unless it's not a great product or you're not sure if it's a great product yeah i mean have you been seeing any of the like google advertisements they're you know the search bar is like uh what to do during a pandemic and then it changes like all the way down to like different searches and the last one is uh where's my local vaccine facility it's like there's a full core press from the the cathedral, as they say, uh, you know, big tech, the media, Hollywood celebrities, the political elite. They're all pushing for this vaccine. And, you know, there isn't like you were saying, there isn't uh, actual long term studies or research on any of these vaccines. They were pushed through with emergency use authorization acts. And, um, yeah, I'd say be a skeptic always and forever. Uh, of all these things, especially things like big pharma. Yeah. And this has happened before. Like we've talked about in other podcasts I've talked about, I think it was like Oh nine or something. They did this to Britain and uh, the uh, Australia, I believe where they were pushing out that they needed these vaccines and uh, they got the governments to buy up all the vaccines. And then the, they didn't have enough power at that time and pushing the media persuasion, obviously, to keep it going because it was like found out that like it's not as hard as possible. So they just uh, pretty much fucking. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? They pretty much just like it fell off and they just bought the vaccines and they were never used. They got their money still. So it worked. <laughs> so these schemes have been thought of before. They're always trying to find a way to get more money because that's what you do, right? As a business, you're trying to keep getting more money. But usually what you do is you come out with a great product that's revolutionary that people want, that like they just want to have it. But what they're doing is they're doing typical marketing where they're making it seem like the vaccine's scarce. So then people are like, oh, my God, I don't know if there's going to be enough for everybody, man. I'm going to have to get mine for sorry, bud. Like, it's going to be me versus you. Like, it's it gets you into that selfish mindset. And then they go look at – then when people have got it a lot, then they're going to push it on to all of us that don't want to take it, that we're selfish and that we're going to ruin everything if we don't take it. And that's what's really going to be the uproar to see how that's going to work out. But I think it's going to flow not as bad as we think. I think once summer hits, I think that it's going to start like there's not going to be much they can do. People are going to go out anyways, and they're not going to wear a mask, and they're just going to live their life. And I think the more people that start doing that, then it's just going to keep continuing and continuing. And you'll still have your people that are like so fear-driven that they're not going to ever stop wearing a mask. But uh, it, that that will be few and far between. Yeah, hopefully. I, I have optimism for that course of uh... – our future hopefully um i saw a good meme that was saying like 
you know, the more and more people wake up and kind of realize that they are their own masters, they don't have to depend on big brother government, you know, they can go out, they can go have barbecues with their friends, they can go play sports, uh, you don't have to wear a mask everywhere, um, whether it's, you know, the confidence of the vaccine or people are kind of seeing through the whole narrative itself and are, you know, more hesitant on all of it. Um, the more and more people are actually going out, the government will have to uh, lift its restrictions because it can't police all of us. But at the same point, you got to remember, they are going to use that and spin it to make themselves look good, uh, especially through their media puppets. They're going to say, oh, look, we're, we're, we made it through the pandemic. You guys did really well. And we're giving you your freedoms back because because uh, we made it. Uh, it was through you know our government lockdowns and all that that we and mandates that we did this. But in reality, it's going to have to be through a grassroots kind of popular movement to actually seize the initiative and take it back for ourselves first. You have to wake up every day and ask yourself: Am I a free human being? If I'm a free yeah. human being, then I should be. A, and and, I'm, and am I a free human being that it's not trying to harm anybody or damage anybody's property? If I'm do, living those three, if I'm those three things, then I should have no problem living my life. Like I don't think that people should be regulating everything we're doing. And, and little by little, through our whole life, like it already started before we were born. But we got to at some point we have to say that's enough's enough, man. Like, it, we're tired of this shit. You could say whatever you want to call it. I don't care if you want to call it white supremacy, elite supremacy, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Well, then end it and stop it right now because people don't want it. Nobody wants this chaos that's going on in the country. Everybody wants people to have enough for themselves, like, right? Everybody's worried about their friends and their family, their circles, their neighborhoods. So why don't you just give the money to those neighborhoods and let them build instead of this, like, rhetoric of, like, hey, we got to do this, we got to do that, like... All these movements and these grifters that come into these scenes and they just start pushing their narratives and trying to switch people's... It's not about that. It's about people looking inside themselves, bettering themselves to better the world. That's the only way it works. There's no way you're going to force someone to think what you think. So if you fix you, then maybe you'll be able to um, help somebody else. I agree. Um you know, change starts from within, you know, you have to be the change you want to see in the world, I think is a quote from uh, Gandhi. And a lot of people miss that, you know, they're not willing to take that time to look at their their own life and their themselves in the mirror, honestly, and, you know, make those changes that could benefit themselves. I feel like a lot of the younger generation now is kind of been molded and indoctrinated to feel like they have to lean on big brother government and someone's going to come along and take care of them, you know, just for existing, you know, it, that's not realistic, even though that's what they're kind of saying that's going to happen with the great reset from the world economic forum and all that. But, uh, that's just another far left <laughs> utopian communist pipe dream, basically. Yeah. That's some think far left think tank shit. You know what I mean? Like where they're trying to yeah. dream up some pipe dreams, but here is some, like, I'm going to show a clip of Trudeau. I'm sure people have already heard these, but, and Boris Johnson, of where they're basically saying that vaccines are no good. So they're, they're advocating for more control, and I think people should be aware and pay attention to that because when people are talking like this, that tells you what they want is control. 
I think it's really important that we work from uh, facts and understanding of the science around things. Uh, We know, for example, that the UK is ahead of just about everybody else on vaccinations, and yet they maintain uh, very strong restrictions and are facing a very serious third wave. Vaccinations on their own are not enough to keep us safe. We need to engage in the right kinds of behaviors, do things that the Conservatives aren't always good at, like wearing masks, keeping distances, and obeying public So that's him. And here's Boris. But it is very, very important for everybody to understand that the reduction in these numbers in hospitalizations and in deaths and in infections has not been achieved by the vaccination program. People don't, I think, appreciate that it's the lockdown that has been overwhelmingly important in delivering this improvement in uh, in the in the uh, the pandemic and in the figures that we're seeing and so uh, yes of course the vaccination program has helped but the bulk of the work in reducing the disease has been done by the lockdown they just advocating for more control and compliance they're saying that you got to take this vaccine but you still got to lock down and you still got to wear a mask and you still got to like uh save grandma it's like you keep hearing the same rhetoric over and over, and at one point, at what point and are you? Fauci, all those same talking points. It, yeah, like it, the same exact ones, and so if everybody's saying that, like I think people are realizing that this can help in some way. Like who knows if it's the Illuminati, New World Order, uh, uh, what's it called, Great Reset, whatever you want to call it, like whatever the cabal, whatever it is, right? We know that it's there, and we know that we need to challenge it, and then we need to have a mass not com- non-compliance. You know what I mean? We have to have the masses non-complying with all of these stupid orders, and we have to uh, ch- um, find ways to reach people that don't understand that think government is right. Show them, use those aspects. So the people that are against the cops, then be like, how can you be against the cops and say the government's corrupt, but then you're going to listen to the scientists and the, and the doctors? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, stick to it. You know, you can't be like, oh, government's completely corrupt and white supremacy, but I'm going to listen to Fauci, though. Okay, so how does that make sense? So you got to, we got to somehow break these barriers for people to see. And same thing with the other side where people are constantly only backing the blue and not seeing the other side. Like, okay, that's, there's nothing wrong with backing the military. Well, the backing the military and backing the uh, police department, I understand that, the, that the people They're feel pride in that. And they're two separate things, but what I'm saying is it's it's understandable that people want to do that. They feel like they have a courageous job, which they do have like shit that they have to deal with that not everybody has to deal with all day to day. <laughs> but um I think they also have to see the other side that there is negative aspects of it. And then it's not just a few bad apples. There's there's and it's not just about a it's a supremacy thing, but it's just like a personal ego thing to me that certain people should not be in that position, that they need to be evaluated on how they are with authority. Like it, you shouldn't be excited to um, pull somebody over or get them in trouble. You should be like not wanting you're you should be trying to find ways to not let that like find a way for them out oh an out for them like okay you know you were speeding but like i can't give because every cop can give you a warning they don't have to give you a ticket so they should be like more discretion like that they got when i see people being cool to a cop and the cops being a dick to him like come on man you gotta you gotta call that shit out it's it's for sure and who's going to push these uh uh unconstitutional orders 
police. And I believe that what they're doing now is they're trying to get rid of all these older police that would may back the Constitution, and they're going to get a lot more of these younger woke people. And the thing is that some of these police shootings, you can tell, like, like you can, we can, like, go back and forth because there's a lot of things I don't believe you should be pulled over for your, your tags or, or something in your lights plate. That's a whole another topic that we could go down a whole rabbit hole like that, my belief on all that. But with these situations, to say that some of these people are trying to kill these people in cold blood it, it is is stupid. It's ridiculous. Come on, man. Like, the unfortunate kid that was 13 years old that, that, passed, that got killed by the cop. Like, you could tell the cop's, like, grieving right there. He's crying. He's, like, not crying, but he's, like, he, he realizes that he didn't want to kill anybody, but it's a split second. It's, it's hard to say because if someone had a gun and I had a gun and I don't know that they, that they have no more bullets in it, you know what I mean? I don't know if they're going to throw it or what they're going to do. It's a split second. It's, it's a hard decision decision but i think that there's other ways for us to to uh heal these gaps because there is a big problem with the war on drugs that has uh uh, destroyed neighborhoods you know what i mean literally destroyed neighborhoods where it's they're ghost towns now and we have to do something about that so there's no perfect system like we have to realize that we do have to restructure things but it's not in a way of where it's one ideology or not it's to raise the life the the quality of life for everybody to like to help everybody it's not about oh we need to help this one neighborhood or this neighborhood no if we do it across the board and actually change policing in a positive sense which would be to either put it in the private sector that would be a that's a way to do it maybe the private sector could they go oh no you can't well there is always a way you know what I mean? They'll find a way because they want to make money. Or maybe we break down these police forces to where they're not these huge corporations. You know? it. But my thing is, if they're not going to back up the Constitution, then I can't respect... Like, then what, why am I going to back them? If they're going to enforce a mask law, then why am I going to have to back them up? You see what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I see them... When I see them pulling over people for minor things, like, it just makes it hard for me to want to back them. It, it, when I... When I know that there's things that are serious out there that nobody's doing anything about. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a bit of a minefield. All of these stories that have come up recently, it's like you have to really examine them on a case by case basis and kind of do your own research because the media, you know, is going to take it out of context and spin it to a more a uh, div- divisive uh, narrative. As they have done. I mean, you've seen, like, they were saying that 13-year-old kid was unarmed, but if you watch the full body cam footage, um, you see there was a gun, that he had dumped it, um, and he turned quickly right after he did that. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. I mean, not making excuses for the the, the shooting. I don't think it was righteous at all. Um, but... These guys are under high stress situations, and with the other one where it was, the woman mixed her taser up with her her gun, you know that's negligence, and it just is reflective of the fact that police are undertrained, underfunded, and in my opinion, um, kind of given an impossible job, really, uh, and overly and used in way overly used, overly relied on for things that they don't really need to be doing. There should be no traffic violations. They should not be going around actively trying to fight a drug war that's endless, that that has just sucked money out of everywhere and done nothing but uh, 
fill up the prisons and and break up homes and destroy families and destroy neighborhoods and it has done nothing positive they could have used that money and put it into education and tr- get people to not do drugs but when you limit with no education and you only have a little bit of options you're going to go with the, the the closest options that you know you can succeed in. You know what I mean? When school is near possible to achieve for some areas, it's it's ridiculous to think that you can keep doing something that's not working over and over and over again. And we do this constantly with our government that they double down on every single situation. Lockdowns didn't work. What they do? Let's double down. Masks didn't really work. Let's double down. You know what I mean? Vaccines yeah, have some. <laughs> let's double down. And even look at gun control legislation that they're trying to push through right now. Um, the statistics on that, even in itself, like if you look at it um, from more of a neutral perspective, there's a ton of cases where, like, it's it numbers in like the millions, I believe, of defensive uses of firearms to defend oneself or property uh, from bodily harm or, or whatever. Um, and those never get mentioned. Those stories never get mentioned. But it's hyper sensationalism by the media because they are working with the state because they don't want an armed populace. And when people say, like, you don't need those guns for hunting, I go, man, why do people say that, man? That's not why not they wrote about it. about hunting at all. Yeah, they didn't. It's about a tyrannical government because they know that a tyrannical government, any government that has too much power can turn tyrannical, which is what's happening. All of a healthy check and balance, really. 100%. Uh, Exactly. I mean, but that's, you know, that's a hard narrative to um, get across to people who are very – media indoctrinated you know um, and, and don't get me wrong but, there's also there's also good police officers that i like people have talked to me on here or in other places like where i've talked to conversations with people and there is really good people that want to make changes and i understand that it's difficult we're all in difficult times so i think that we also have to bear that everybody is human and and if we could keep that on that level it kind of puts it in more to perspective of what's going on because there's more than just what happened in that situation and when you see a freeze frame of something it's easy for us to say this this and that just like when we watch a football game or a basketball game or a a, a boxing match an MMA match, you know what I mean? We can go easily see the replay and be like, oh, he should have did this, right? But in that one second... (laughs) And they're slowing it down, though, for us to see it frame by frame where we could be like, oh, look, the fist was right there. But when it's one second right there or half a second, it's already... Boom, it already happened. You know what I mean? Like, So the reaction just happens. And we have to also take that to account, but... I know in these times that everything has to be polarized and it has to be an issue that it involves everybody. So we're constantly at each other's throat, that we're constantly at chaos. So we have to try our best not to even uh, jump into that. We all, I fall victim to that shit sometimes too. Like, you know, I get it. I'm trying not to. Like, sometimes I get into too many arguments, which I shouldn't. Like, uh, because really, it does, we should be on a, it's hard though, because everybody's so rooted in their ideas and trying to express things, they get upset if you uh, express something that maybe they don't. And maybe sometimes too, in comments, you take it differently because a comment, you can't really um, understand someone's intent. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know, like, maybe they were kidding, maybe they were saying sarcastically, or maybe they were, so it's, 
difficult to do that. So I think it is better, like, when we do these and, like, when people, like, come into my DMs and we talk, like, that shit's cool. Like, because then you can actually get people's actual perspective on the situation and to have a discussion. And then some people are just, like, uh, mad because uh, people will send, like, the post, you know what I mean? Cause they share it and they, I'm sure they go, Oh, you don't believe that? Well, look at this. Like <laughs> they probably send it. And then those people come at me, but it's been pretty good though. I think like lately I've been noticing that, um, even most of the arguments have turned into good things to where like, I'm actually me and both of the people have had a benefit, uh, a good mutual respect for each other, and then both sides have gotten out, and it, it's been good. So I, I do see that there is more discussion, at least on my on our channels. You know what I mean? I don't know, can't speak for other YouTube and especially Twitter, man. Twitter's a whole nother fucking beast, but uh, that, fighting. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's it is nice to see that there is um, discussions where we can always agree, and then we can find mutual ground. So we'll be like, okay, that makes sense. Where people have brought up stuff to me, where I go, you're all right. Like I'm being biased. Am I biased? Sure. Like. In certain situations, especially when it comes to, like, cops, but that's my experiences. So, of course, I'm going to be biased, and sometimes I have to put that in check, you know what I mean? To not, like, uh, see the story through that eyes, and we all got to do that. Most definitely. A um, couple interesting articles I came across regarding, like, the media, and it's all kind of related to uh, Project Veritas. I mean, we highlighted the – or I think you highlighted the quote, um, if it bleeds, it leads, you know, with yep. – with uh, yep uh on that clip um and veritas had their uh, expose on the technical director there which you know god bless james o'keefe he's doing the lord's work exposing these people for who they are um i have a good article here uh authored by caitlin johnstone um the cia used to infiltrate the media now the cia is the media Back in the good old days, when things were more innocent and simple, the psychopathic Central Intelligence Agency had to covertly infiltrate the news media to manipulate the information Americans were consuming about their nation and the world. Nowadays, there's no meaningful separation between the news media and the CIA at all. Journalist uh, Glenn Greenwald just highlighted an interesting point about the reporting by the New York Times on the so-called Bounty Gate story that the outlet broke in June of last year about the Russian government trying to pay Taliban-linked fighters to attack U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. One of the New York Times reporters who originally broke the Russia bounty story originally attributed the unnamed intelligence officials. Today, that is uh, what the CIA, it was a CIA claim. So media outlets, again, repeated the CIA stories with no questioning at all. Congrats. Indeed, the New York Times original story made no mention of CIA involvement in the narrative, citing only officials. Yet the latest article speak as though it had been informing its readers of the story's roots in the lying, torturing, drug-running, warmongering CIA agency from the very beginning. The author even writes, The New York Times first reported last summer the existence of the CIA's assessment with the hyperlink leading to the initial article, which made no mention of the CIA at all. It wasn't until later that the New York Times began reporting the CIA was looking into the Russian bounties allegation at all. And there's been a lot of news this week that that was completely bunk. Yes, and that their that their information was completely wrong, that uh, they can't be verified. And it was kind of a weird story in general because why would the Taliban need someone to like incentivize them to kill American soldiers when that's like already the people they're going against? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really, it was, it was, uh, it smelled funny from the beginning for me, and that 
honestly, it was a very big red pill moment for me. Um, it was a few years back now, but uh, wasn't it? Or no, it was only two years ago. But um, I'm thinking of another story. But nevertheless, um, it's just another important current event that we need to highlight to expose that the Mockingbird media very much does work with the intelligence agencies and they will uh, be their mouthpiece uh, 100%. And like, not only do like, they don't just implant stories anymore. They just work there. Like it's not even a big deal. Like look at Hannity, man. Hannity has a CIA pin on his, on his jacket, every show. Like that's something that like, obviously he supports them. And to me, they're the ones that are trying to do most of them. And it's not just them, but all intelligent agencies. I think that all yeah. the intelligent agencies are trying to do that, are trying to uh, use manipulation. And they probably think that it's uh, uh, for a good reason, maybe. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know the people personally. So they may be like, oh, we're doing the, you know, the Lord's work. We're helping people. You know, people think that. That's how they're able to do uh, evil deeds sometimes. They go to this premise, the same thing with the masking. Look how they made it to where it's you're righteous if you wear a mask or if you're taking a vaccine and all this, you're helping people. You're a hero. You're you're important. You're a peace. Like so you can tell with the manipulation there there should be no need for that. It should be like, man, we just really want you to be healthy. Because they say they want us to be healthy, but they still pump us full of GMOs. They don't take that out. Uh, they don't say, hey, you can't put GMOs in food anymore. They don't say, hey, you can't put high fructose corn syrup in food anymore. All these things that we know actually that hurt people. Like, I don't know if I've said it. I probably said it before, but there's uh, I keep forgetting to get the clip. But there's a clip of this doctor that breaks down and there's a study that was done that shows high fructose corn syrup um, depletes vitamin D levels. And what uh, did we see? 85% of the people in ICU beds were vitamin D uh, deficient. Like, it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist. I'm not some wizard that, like, I don't know anything. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not some, I don't think I'm the smartest man. I I just know that I could look up stuff and try to look for information. I don't try to outsmart anybody, but it's right there in plain sight. And, and nobody is talking. And if you talk about it, you get in. You know, you get. Oh, don't say that. You don't tell people to uh, build up their immune systems. Like, come on, man. Like, people are starting to see through this shit. And now you're starting to see bigger names talk out, speak out. And that's why I think in the summer you're going to see even more people speak out, especially when they're saying, "Hey, we have this option of a vaccine." But if you take the vaccine, it's still no guarantee that you can stop wearing a mask, social distancing, or that we won't have lockdowns. You got Michael Moore who it's crazy because he's one of the red pillars for me because Fahrenheit 9-11 and Bowling for Columbine were some of the films. That, uh, there's another one, too, that he had that uh, kind of introduced me to, like, Alex Jones, funny enough, because from there I went to Alex Jones, you know. But he's he's from Flint, Michigan, and he's crying that we should be locked down again and that they need to hurry up and lock everybody down because the, the numbers are through the roof. But how come they keep saying that we have the most numbers, but I'm saying, what are these numbers? Are they positive cases? Are they asymptomatic people? Like, are the ICU beds? You're not explaining that. And I don't think they want to because then they can elude anything and make the public think whatever they want. And then you're not really lying. You're just saying information. You're just not giving them the full story, and then the public can panic. It's not up. It's not really your fault per se. Yeah, precisely. Um, and even back, referring back to you know James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, um, 
the CNN guy, the technical director, he said it himself, like, the more they had the death counter up, uh, the the higher viewership they were getting, apparently. You know, the fear, the fear-mongering for themselves. So... For one, it justifies the lockdowns and gets people on board with it because they're selling the fear narrative, the fear-driven narrative. But at the same time, I feel like they've really shot themselves in the foot, um, you know, with the Fauci and we had Trudeau and Boris Johnson saying like, oh, after you're vaccinated and everyone, quote unquote, is vaccinated, um, you still have to lock down. You still have to wear masks. You still have to social distance. You know, you um they just removed the carrot and they're going to go straight back to this uh, a stick only policy. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. I feel like it's going to really drive people away from uh, going along with, with the vaccine and the vaccine passport scheme. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, probably what it's all about. And, and I think it's for the lockdowns for control, because I think what this is all a plan for, and they even alluded to that in the Project Veritas piece as well, is that climate change is the next um, pandemic. That, that They're already calling it climate change emergency and calling it a, a health crisis. Climate change will be, um, if not worse, than what's going on with this COVID. And I think they're trying to get people used to like, hey, you know, hey, you're going to have to stay in for two weeks because, you know, your carbon output has been crazy. And that kind of runs me into this little clip. Uh, it's a little 19-second clip that I found uh, uh, someone sent me. And it's a little shot in Australia. And it's a, I think it's a commercial. I don't know if it's on TV or the radio, but it's a, a climate change commercial. I think it's a little radio clip. And it's just some of the propaganda they're already starting to use over there, which will has been used here, but it will become ramped up like in a few years. You know what I mean? I think by the end... I think by 2022 summer, we're going to start being pretty rampant on the climate change. That's going to be the hot issue. 19 grams of CO2. That's the estimated emissions created by streaming the average podcast on the mobile network. And if you love podcasts, 19 grams adds up. So what's your carbon thumbprint? Belong. Carbon neutral, mobile and internet. To see the impact of your mobile data, visit belong.com.au slash carbon thumbprint. So, yeah, I don't know how much carbon you're wasting watching this, but. <laughs> well, we're wasting, we've wasted quite a bit, but um, for me, I make up for it because, you know, I eat a lot of animals, you know, when they exhale, <laughs> they produce CO2. So, you know, I'm helping uh, with the global warming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to see a lot more propaganda pieces like that because that is the next narrative. Well, it's always been the narrative for a while, but these other ones are able to divide us into this monk. So then they can go, remember those people that didn't believe in COVID? They also don't believe in climate change. And they go, yeah, see, those guys are idiots. Or, you know, those people that didn't believe in this, they also didn't believe in climate. So they're they're the just trying to cluster. Theorists. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a crazy thing, man, like to to label people that are trying to expose truths like and any type of truth. Like they're not just saying like but like certain truths are allowed like like it's, it's always basically anything outside of the mainstream media narrative is considered conspiracy. Pretty much anything against us. More truth than anything else. <laughs> anything against the CIA foreign policy. Like and their foreign enough, policy runs. was uh, coined by the CIA uh, in oh, regards to the assassina- assassination. You know these little coincidences. So what? What's your uh, your? I know that uh, 
Prince Philip died, right? You know, everybody made a big old deal about that. They had the little funeral. Uh, it was all on TV and everything. What's your uh, thoughts on a uh, good old Prince Prince Philip? I got a little clip of him from '84. Player clip first. Okay. All right. So, like, I think this also feeds into the climate agenda, and it kind of shows you what the elites actually think. Like, this is an actual elitist, you know, and they. I think the agenda is not just climate change, uh, uh, the race wars, um, the COVID, the 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 World War Threes, the civil wars, all that stuff. It's just pretense of trying to get their ultimate goal of what people have said for years of with Bill Gates, you know what I mean? With the Rothschilds, with, with uh, eugenics, it's depopulation. And it seems to be to me that that's what everything is because Boris Johnson and Trudeau and all the politicians in the United States and all around the world know that lockdowns killed tons of people, that the lockdowns made it worse. So to me, they're advocating that they think that's the right way. So maybe they think that's the way to depopulate people. Because why would they say, hey, take a vaccine that supposedly that they they coin as being great and works, but then you still have to get locked down and wear a mask. The things that were skyrocketing the numbers, uh, whether it be making people more sick, making people uh, go to the edge with suicide, making people... Um, just unhealthy lifestyles of being depressed and other mental uh, aspects of it, missing surgeries for not going to hospitals, such and such. And I think that's what this clip reveals is that the elites really think that depopulation is the ultimate goal. What do you think are the most serious issues faced by conservationists and World Wildlife Fund over the next 20 years or so? 95% of the whole of the uh, Atlantic rainforest in Brazil has, has disappeared in the last hundred years. There is simply nowhere for these animals to live. At the basis of it all is this colossal increase in the human population. It's one of, of, the, of the living species of the planet, but it's, it's reaching plague proportions. Plague proportions. And I think he said at one point it, he hopes to be reincarnated as a virus to kill off a bunch of the world population, too. So he's a real uh, piece of work, him. Uh, you know, I'm dual citizen for uh, the UK and US. So, you know, I, I'm i not, a you know, exceptionally anti-royalist, but from a lot of what I've looked into on the royals and the like last three generations and stuff, they're pretty shady. They're tied to a lot of this uh, secret societies and globalist kind of, uh, you know, think tank groups and stuff. And so, they're German. And they're Habsburg Germans, and that ties into, you know, the Illuminati because they were from Bavaria too. So it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm proudly British uh, on one half, but I'm not a royalist. So <laughs> make of that what you will. I, I think um, – there, Philip gets a lot of hate for good reasons, but I, I just think when someone passes, it's not really the time to go after them, whether they were a piece of shit or not. For sure, I could, I could, I could see that. Like, I, I, I totally could uh, back that up. I think, like, not to go after them. I think to show their words is okay, but like to like smear them for sure. Like, there's no need for that because their words can do that themselves, and they can put themselves into a box. And I think that was the point of that clip. Instead of saying, like, oh, they did this, they did that, like, we, you should know that already. And if you don't, then you need to look it up, you know? But those words are what a lot, and that's 1984. 
ironically enough, <laughs> that was the, when that interview was. It was in 1984. But um, Weird. <laughs> you just see the attitude of the elites, of where they feel like us, working class, like we're just like a commodity. We're not like humans. Like we're a commodity to them, it seems like. And I think once we could get that through people's heads and they can see that we're just a number, we're just uh, something to keep, like a cog in the machine, whatever you want to call it, that... If you don't see it as that, then you're not really looking through um, with uh, true vision. You're you're seeing a mirage. You're seeing bullshit. And you need to see through that because obviously they're trying to divide us. Because your neighbor is going to have your back. I'm telling you. Like he is. And, and these elites want you to hate your neighbor because if you talk to your neighbor and you unite, that's the biggest threat to them. Very true. And it's kind of been a... A long-term thing, like, I feel like with, you know, the the invention of, like, television and and stuff like that and the way that seeped into society in a big way, people became much more isolated. You know, nowadays people don't really know their neighbors, unfortunately, and that's a sad thing. But now it's gotten to the point with the whole COVID fear-driven uh, narrative is that, you know, people are supposed to be terrified of their neighbors, for a variant of the flu, which is, uh, you know, it just shows their intent. Uh, they don't want people networking and uniting. They don't want the sheep to organize a uh, free herd. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why, like I said, the elitism, like they have that, I- I'm bigger than you, I have more money than you, more power. Uh, we run the show, so we're allowed to change the narrative. Like that's why nobody, everybody says you don't even have to call it fake news, anything like that. And and I'm talking about Fox, CNN. You can watch it for bits and pieces of information, but both are playing propaganda against each other. And now they're actually going head at each other straight up. They talk shit about each other on air, like it's not even subliminal anymore. So you can see the game where it's just like these two companies are designed to go at to make people against each other, right? If somebody that watches Fox News is inherently not going to like someone that watches CNN just about how they talk to each other. It's almost like people have these weird relationships, even with celebrities and all this. They act like that. They know these people, which they do not. They don't know these people. But they build these relationships where they feel like, hey, I've been around. I've known this guy since he started and this and that. So, like... uh They've grown attached to these people, so they feel like whatever narrative they have, they, they, they're they full force with that. And the people that are going against them, that's their enemy now because they're going against the people they like. And that's what this is all about, and that's what it's been for the last 15, 20 years or maybe a little bit longer in the early 90s when we started this 24-hour news cycle. Very much so. Um, and to people that are still like kind of idolizing celebrities and stuff in a – over the top manner it's like these people do not care about you like you know they're there for the money and the fame and they have massive egos to go with it just look at the way they they just kind of were struggling to properly even virtue signal i feel like there's a major disconnect from the hollywood elite and just the elite in general to uh what it is to be a day-to-day normal human being for sure, like, they, they can't, like, talk about being in a warehouse, working in a factory, working at a post office, being a chef, like, all those day-to-day things that make the world run. And that's why I'm saying, like, you're not going to—the politician is not helping you, whether it's a left or right person, doesn't matter, because that person is not doing anything specifically that's going to help you 
in that moment, those people in that town, city, or wherever, that neighborhood, that location that you're at are the people that are going to help you. So those relationships are way more important. And then building from there with your city council, your mayor, and knowing everything that's going on. If you accept and, and they are doing shit for your city, then it doesn't matter. If they're doing everything that's good for you and your city and you're benefiting off of it, then it doesn't matter to you what other people are doing because your city is able to function. Most definitely. Um and it's crazy too. Is like people are. It, I, I just don't understand how people are so like tied into the celebrity kind of dramas with it too. And it it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, maybe I've just kind of been out of the loop for too long. But even now, like people are still really tied into it. But I have some interesting uh, geopolitical stories. If you want to go into that yeah, realm, sure. Let's go. Um. Western media eager to see Ukraine use U.S.-supplied weapons against Russia. With tensions simmering in eastern Ukraine, U.S. media outlets are happy to push the narrative that Russia is the aggressor and is preparing to invade its neighbor. These reports ignore the fact that Donetsk and Lugansk republics in the eastern Donbass region declared independence from Ukraine back in 2014 in response to U.S.-backed coup, CIA. Uh, since 2014, the U.S. has provided Ukraine with about $2 billion in military equipment and supported its fight against the Donetsk and Lugansk separatists. Supporting a war on Russia's border is incredibly provocative, but these facts are lost on Western press. The, and, some outlet, excuse me, and some outlets seem eager to see the situation escalate. On Monday, Politico published a report that asked if it was time for Ukraine to deploy weapons provided by the U.S. to face Moscow. The Politico report reads, as Russia amasses the highest number of troops on Ukraine's border since 2014, the question from Kiev uh, for Kiev now becomes, is it time to start putting U.S.-made weapons in the field? And it's just, it's wild, too, because this is, um, like, if you were to hypothetically say, like, China or Russia or Iran was backing uh mexico or canada to you know train up their forces equip them do you think like we wouldn't um do the same exact thing it, it it's it's wild that you know russia has been drawn up as the big bad enemy now but it's just we're going to their you know. turf but like yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Big military industrial bucks for uh, the right people from the U.S. government selling or donating stuff to the Ukrainian government. Yeah, and and it's just weird timing too because uh, also didn't Biden withhold like 150 million to them too? Like, I I, I mean the timing of him with uh all the corruption that happened in Ukraine with his son and him and you know it's just like the tensions and the bias like. But you're absolutely right. If someone was at our border, we're going to consider them a threat. We're not going to consider that's our fault. We're going to consider that them for uh, coming to our border as a threat. Like if, like you said, China or Iran or whatever came to the border of Mexico, you know what I mean? We're going to be like, what are you doing, man? Like, you need exactly. to like... it just It just feels like the media is just priming uh, this powder keg for... Uh... A major proxy war right there on Russia's border, and they're they're talking about like, um, you know, Navalny, how he's in Russia, and 
talking about who's going to come in after Putin. I feel like there's a big agenda by the globalists uh, to to get Putin out of office. There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, I feel like he's outside of their sphere of influence and they want to have that influence. Yeah, but remember there was a report last year that he said he was stepping down. Like in a couple well, of years. Well, yeah, he's got health issues, but he he wants to step down and I mean, this is kind of the thing. It's a cultural difference. It's like uh, it's hard to explain. Like Russians, I I've talked to some people, some Russians I know personally about this. It's like they kind of want a strong man. They kind of want a uh, uh, authoritarian figure they can depend on to a degree. Um, not necessarily saying they all want to go back to communism, but it's just the way like their culture kind of runs. It's very, you know, democracy is kind of new to them uh, in the modern sense. And that's kind of, I think, yes, Putin is corrupt and has his issues for sure. But then again, there's a lot of genuine support for him, too. So it's hard. It's hard to say. Um, I don't think we have a right to depose leaders of any other country. Uh, but Especially here we are. Not, I administration going after several nations. Yeah, it's but yeah, because we got the whole Taiwan, um, China issue, and then we got the Ukraine, um, Russia issue, which is both explosive, which can both like end very badly for us. But I just think it's just a bunch of ramped up shit that we're gonna see. Like we've talked about, we're gonna see proxy wars. I think we're gonna see either Iran or I. I know I think they're gonna let the Russia Ukraine play out. I don't think we're going to get too involved but they have talked to the un and now supposedly after they ramped it all up uh biden's calling for you know hey de-escalation this and that but it's a little too late for that where you're already pissed them off because the, the russians are they're they're kicking out uh some americans out of the country they've kicked out some uh the czech republic some people from uh the chesney or what is it called they, they kicked i did they, see that they uh, kicked out some other people they tried too. to assassinate the uh belarus president right Mm -hmm. that's part of that plot okay yeah that was interesting i only read a little bit about that but um seems very suspicious because uh, the media in a big way was going after belarus because they weren't going along with the lockdown stuff uh and that narrative you know they weren't having mass mandates and they weren't restricting travel like the rest of you know the nations inside of the globalist influence if you will it it's uh, a lot of stuff going on in that part of the world that I think everyone should be keeping an eye on. For sure, like, and it's not in the much in the news as it should be. Like Tulsi Gabbard's been a big advocate for that. She's been talking about she's worried about nuclear war, obviously, because two nuclear uh, powers uh, provoking each other is not a good thing. I mean, I don't see that happening. I think that's, like, a pretty drastic measure. Like, that would have to... You know what I mean? Like, I could see if, you like, all Russia was burning and, and, and to get some kind of uh, 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 reaction, to get some kind of, like, justification. But, like, that's just uh, something that I don't see really in the realm of possibility. It's a scare tactic they use. But I think they're going to ramp up this Cold War again. And then we got a Cold War with Russia and a Cold War with China. And we got infiltration of intelligence on all sides. So that's why I think the messages are so mixed up. Because you have, not only do you have, like, uh, uh, the the U.S. intelligence agencies, but you have you know their allies agencies and the ones that they uh 
uh, farm out work to because they farm a lot of work out to other agencies that are willing to do things that are maybe the CIA is not allowed to or NSA is not allowed to. They farm them out to other companies. And then you have the the uh, enemy intelligence agency. So you that's why you see a mix, all kinds of messages, and you see all these rallies. And I think they've been blessed to be in an age of social media where it's a lot easier to get your message out there and to rally people up because you can be, you can just have one comment where someone says something and someone just says something outrageous. Like say someone's like, man, my grandma just died. And then they just say something outrageously fucked up to ignite some kind of hate in you because obviously they're crossing a line in your life and that's how you get it going. And then people are just, it's chaos and people are just fighting each other. And that pushes the elites to be like, hey, you need to get your shit in control. You need to uh, have that uh, China blueprint. And I think that's what it is. They want everybody to have that China blueprint and to where it's mass control. Like uh, one of the videos I posted up the other day, like to me, it was just telling like the guy says, you know, yeah, there's cameras on all the, on every corner and it might seem like a police state. But if in China, we believe that if you have nothing, if you've done nothing wrong, then you have nothing to hide. And I think that mentality is it is over here too. So it is scary that that could be a mentality that's used. That's what was used for the Patriot Act. Like if you're not a terrorist, like don't worry if the TSA is going to search you. Exactly. Um, that's always the justification for uh, taking away liberties uh, in the for the excuse of uh, additional security, which is always kind of a oxymoron in itself the security they provide is just an invasion of your privacy and your individual sovereignty and liberties which you know they always seem to have these solutions uh to at hand right when the crisis comes up i mean you look at the patriot act coming in after 9-11 and more recently with uh, all the lockdowns and stuff that favor the corporate elite um more recently uh rather than small businesses. And I feel like that's a big agenda in itself. Another one too, is like, I feel like these, uh, these big riots harken back to the RoboCop movie where the court, the, the super really were trying to buy up, uh, big portions of cities, inner cities, uh, after they'd been destroyed by riots and unrest. So, which is going Crazy on right now, too. we're living in, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, which is going on, too. That's another thing about the housing market that people got to watch out for. With the Blasio. Yeah, well, like, the housing market, like, uh, corporations, since the market's been kind of fickle, they've been going into the housing market and either buying land or, or buying actual houses. And you're going to see, like, houses going up and up because... They're not going to sell. They're just letting their money sit there so it can not lose any value. Yeah, precisely. Well, that's all I got in clips. I got only like a little outro. I don't know if you got anything left. Um, Kind of went through it all. There was a couple crazy stories on censorship. Uh, I just do the headlines. Facebook censors linked to New York Times post exposing BLM founders home buying uh, spree which was, you know, a pretty big story that came out this week. But, you know, it's interesting what they pick and choose to censor. Uh, another one was, you know, Twitter deplatformed James O'Keefe after yeah. he dunked on CNN. Um, another headline was Google shadow ban searches for riots today following by violent unrest in Minnesota. So if you did a side-by-side comparison from other search engines like DuckDuckGo to Google, 
and you search rise today uh, on Google, it, all the articles would more or less be related to January 6th on DuckDuckGo. They would actually be about current civil unrest, which is, you know, in itself just showing more evidence of the Mockingbird media, big tech and the cathedral all kind of working together to control the narrative. Yeah, that there was a lot of that, and you see a lot of people getting deplatformed. And uh, but the good thing is that like they've been able to retain their audiences, and a lot of them already seen this coming, and they had websites prepared, and they had stuff for people to go. And once your name's out there, I think that's the one thing you don't have to worry much because you know you're gonna be like people are gonna find you, man. If you have a message, people are gonna find you, man, no matter what. So I think that's the good thing. And there's been a lot of good, you know, some positive stuff. Like with, like I said, I think a lot of more people have been kind of defying and trying to like com- not comply with what's going on and they're seeing through the bullshit so that's always good and i think more and more people are getting that positive energy which is what we need out there to spread to wake up people it's not about just you know doom and gloom because that's going to get us nowhere that's only going to get us so far you know doom and gloom of trying to <clears throat> always think of the negative there is positive aspects i see that the vaccine is having holes in, in, in their arguments. And then people are getting to get their message out more. And I think people are starting to change their arguments because that's a big deal is you have to change your argument sometimes. Don't use the same argument that everybody's using. Like, tell them, like, different things. Don't say, yeah, the vaccine's bad or it's experimental. Tell them, like, well, why is it not FDA approved? Be like, why are when there's treatments, isn't that how, do you not believe in, in processes? Um, why do we have GMO foods? You know what I mean? Why is there cancerous products? There's a lot of other things. And I think people are finding different um, arguments that are able to get the message out there better. Yeah. And even tying into like how they want you to stay in your home and be locked down and hide away from society where, you know, getting out and exercising exposure to the sunlight and getting that vitamin D, those are some of the biggest things you can do for yourself, not only uh, for your health and well-being, but um, your mental well-being too. Yep, for sure. Well, like, I appreciate everybody that uh, stopped by and, uh, you know, spoke their piece. Uh, Go check out that, like I said, that TomWoods.com. Get that free ebook, the CNN charts, uh, the charts CNN forgot. It's great, man, for any kind of argument you're getting into. Um, check us out on Spotify and Apple, uploading more podcasts up there. You can, if you can't find it there, you can always find the repeat of our episodes on Instagram. Why it lasts? I'm pretty sure it'll be. We got a little bit of time, <laughs> but uh, we've made through the purges so far. And yeah, you can check out my music. I got a new single out with uh, my homeboy King Mega uh, called "Shut Him Down." Uh, Christian Brothers. Um, we got another podcast called Over the Influence where we do, um, you know, we kind of just bullshit, talk some shit, like kind of let it loose and not so much talk about politics because, like, you know, it gets old, man, talking about the damn politics and politicians that are fucking corrupt. But other Can't than that, man, all the time. <laughs> other than that, then everybody, man, just fucking have a positive week and just uh, don't comply, man. Fuck them. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. And we're going to end on this little song that I found. Uh, man, the Brits just have the best fucking uh, talking shit elite song. So here's uh, I'm not sure who it is, but here you go. Oh, Bill Gates is a wanker. He wears a wanker's hat. He pops up on the BBC to sell the COVID box. And everybody laughs at him when he says, get your shot. He thought that he was clever till we told him to piss off Oh, fancy is a wanker, he wears a wanker's hat He hangs around with Bill Gates' house to sell the COVID facts And everybody laughs when he 
Let's ask. Oh, Bojo is a wanker. He wears a wanker's hat. He gets all pinned down and straight to sell the golden facts. And everybody laughs at him when he sits your pubs down. Cause we just throw a party now in every single town. From the hips to sell the golden bags And everybody laughs at him And it's just trying to dance And when we ask him questions He pisses his underpants Oh, Hancock is a wanker He wears a wanker's hat He kisses all their asses Up to sell the golden bags And everybody laughs When he said bring the army in Cause this is one more we The people definitely will win They're all a bunch of wankers They all wear wanker's hats They're all pop on TV now to sell golden bucks So everybody laugh when they say what we all must do Just turn around and say to them Piss off, it's just a flu 